Good morning. Good morning. This is the third week in our Advent series. Last week we looked at the Advent of Joy. Pastor Jarl preached on it. Today we will look at the Advent of Peace. Peace is one of the nine fruits of the Spirit that we find listed in Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Two weeks ago, we saw that hope has to do with patience and waiting. For example, we read in Romans 8, If we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Romans 8.25 But today is the third Sunday of Advent. Christmas is a few days away. Who's excited for Christmas? Yes. Amen, yes. right? <laughs> And what a better place to begin. Oh, today we're looking at peace. And what a better place to begin than the angel's pronouncement of peace to the shepherds on that first Christmas Eve. So if you're able to stand for the reading of God's word, we're going to read Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word this morning and we are looking at the advent of peace, Lord, I pray that you would um, help us, Lord. For some of us may be stressed, may be worried, may be anxious, Lord, even as Christmas approaches and what we got to buy for certain people and the, the food and just and even just people that we love and we care for who are sick, Lord, and who may not be feeling well, may be in the hospital. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would um, we would go to you, Lord, and we would know that you are our peace and that you care. You love us, Lord. And I pray that you would speak to us this morning through your word. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. One of the things I love about Christmas is the nativity scenes. And one of the things that I love is uh, the nativity scenes is that they are so peaceful. If you look at them, they're so peaceful. It's hard to imagine a more peaceful looking scene than Joseph and Mary with their newborn child surrounded by sheep and shepherds under the midnight sky. We even sing about it in one of our most peaceful Christmas carols ever written. Any of you guys listening to Christmas music during this time? important to just be reminded and be in that it's just there's something that comes upon you the feeling that when you're listening to uh rich christmas music like silent night oh holy night all is calm all is bright round yon virgin mother and child holy infant so tender and mild sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly peace we all long for peace in our lives and yet peace is sadly lacking in our world today. People are full of worry and anxiety. Relations are full of conflict and stress. The world is full of conflict and wars. But that's where Jesus comes in. Because Jesus is not only our hope 
at Christmas, but he is also our peace. And, in, and it is only in Christ that we will ever truly obtain peace on earth. As someone said, there will never be agreement at the peace tables of the world or rest in the individual heart until the Prince of Peace reigns supreme in the hearts of men. So that is what the Advent of Peace is all about. Part of the Christmas story, part of the Christmas message is that Jesus brings us peace. We will be looking at four aspects of this peace that Jesus brings this morning. One, Jesus brings peace with God, which is our most important uh, problem as men and women that were born in sin and that we're born enemies of God and that we're dead in our sins and transgressions and that we don't have peace with God from the very beginning as we come into this world and we live our lives. So one... Jesus brings peace with God. Two, Jesus brings peace with self. Within our own selves, we might have, again, anxiety and just a lot of problems because of, of sin. But Jesus brings peace with self. Three, Jesus brings peace with others. How is our relationship with one another? Marriages, families with kids, parents with kids. How is that relationship with our friends, with our co-workers, people who are around? Jesus brings peace with others. Jesus will be, bring ultimate peace on earth. That is point number four, that ultimately at the end, Jesus will bring peace on earth. So let's begin with the first point. Jesus brings peace with God. Let's start with the first one. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 1. If you read in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, and it's, we're putting our scriptures on the on the screen here so that you can follow along and you don't have to run through the Bible. Romans 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How do we obtain peace with God? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that we are not naturally at peace with God. We are not naturally at peace with God. The Bible tells us our sins have separated us from God. And it is only through Jesus and faith in him that we are brought into a relationship of peace with our God and creator. With God, when God first sent the angel Gabriel to Mary, he sent Gabriel with the message of peace. And we read in Luke chapter 1 verse 26 through 30. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her went to her and said, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Mary was troubled at the angel's greeting. But the angel spoke words of peace and assurance to her, telling her not to be afraid because God was with her and she had found favor with God. I think when we know and we believe and we have that confidence that God is with us, we will have a lot more peace in our lives, will we not? We have confidence that God is with us. And if God is for us, who can be against us, right? Nobody, nothing, not the devil, nothing. You might wonder, how did Mary find favor with God? 
The only way any of us finds favor with God back in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament today, she had faith in God and in his promise of the Messiah to come. Like so many Old Testament believers before her, she had faith in Christ before Christ even came. So Old Testament believers looked forward to the Messiah coming. We looked back at when he did come. And ultimately he will come again, the second coming. And now God had chosen her to be the vessel through which his son would enter the world. God also sent an angel to Joseph, Mary's husband-to-be. And the angel told Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, She, Mary, will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus actually means salvation. Jesus was given this name because he was the promised Savior who came to bring peace with God by saving us from our sins. When John the Baptist was born three months before Jesus, John's father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied about John. And in his prophecy, he spoke about how John would go before Jesus, preparing the way for this one who would bring us peace with God through the forgiveness of our, for the forgiveness of our sins. Here's Zechariah's words about John the Baptist in Luke chapter 1, verses 76 through 79. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation. Though through the forgiveness of their sins, to guide our feet into the path of peace. How did Jesus do this? Why? Is it that everyone who puts their faith in Jesus finds peace with God? It is because of what Jesus did at the cross. Amen. We're looking right now at his birth, but at the cross, Jesus was born into this world to die on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven and that we could be restored to a right relationship of peace with God. That was the purpose of why Jesus came to this earth. Amen. <clears throat> As we read in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace, look at the word, peace was upon Him. And by His wounds we are healed. The only way we have peace with God, the Creator, the Father, is through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. There is an exclusivity to Christianity, to the faith, and it is only through Christ Jesus alone. Amen. And that's the first and most important thing of the advent of peace that reminds us during this Christmas time. Jesus brings peace with God to us who believe in him. Number two. Jesus brings peace with self. Secondly, Jesus brings peace with self. Sin not only separates us from God, sin also brings separation within our own being. We are conflicted beings. We are constantly fighting anxiety and stress and inner turmoil. We desperately need that inner peace. And Jesus came not only to bring peace with God, but also personal peace within ourselves. Two weeks ago, we looked at a man named Simeon. 
God had promised Simeon that he would not, that he would see the Messiah before he died. And, and wouldn't you know it, the Holy Spirit moved Simeon to go to the temple courts just as Joseph and Mary were bringing the infant Jesus into the temple. We read in Luke chapter 2 that Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. Luke chapter 2 verse 28 and 31. There's this man who's waiting for the, for the Savior of the world. And there he is carrying him. He's seen it with his own eyes. Simeon is a wonderful example of Jesus bringing personal peace. We sometimes talk about our bucket list and all the things that we want to do or accomplish before we finish our lives here on earth. Well, apparently Simeon only had one thing on his bucket list. He wanted to see the Messiah before he died. And he got that fulfilled. When he finally did, he was, when he finally did, he saw Jesus. He was, that was all that he needed. Is that, what, is that how our hearts are? This morning or during this time of Christmas, do we want just to be reminded of what Jesus has done for us and reminded of the gospel, the good news and reminded that he came to this earth as a baby, but grew up to be a man and died on the cross for our sins. Amen. He said, you, you now dismiss your servant in peace. Simeon embraced Christ and he was at peace with himself. After that was fulfilled in his life. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you not only receive peace with God, you also receive peace, the peace of God to help you through the difficult circumstances of life. Because this life, in reality, it is hard. We have a lot of hardships. We get sick. We lose our jobs. We have issues in our relationships. We have a lot, even within our own selves, we have our mind is just sometimes racing, thinking of all these different things. And we need the peace of God to help you and me through the difficult circumstances of life. When you know Christ, everything can be going crazy around you and you still can be at peace within yourself. Amen? Philippians 4 instructs us, do not be anxious. Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Notice that this wonderful peace of God is only available in and through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So if we're feeling anxious or feeling stressed out because of the holidays and Christmas and all the things we got to do, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's go to him and say, calm me, relax me, give me that peace that surpasses all understanding and God will give it to you in Christ Jesus. Hear these beautiful words of Jesus from John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives, because the world is full of chaos. The world is full of just craziness. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. John chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus gives us that peace. 
that supernatural, wonderful, amazing peace. Jesus not only brings peace with God, but he also brings peace with self. Amen? Number three, Jesus brings peace with others. We have a wonderful example of this early in, in the Christmas story. When Joseph first heard that Mary was pregnant, you guys remember, it says, he was considered, he considered breaking off the engagement. There was already conflict within their relationship. He must have been terribly hurt and confused thinking that Mary had been unfaithful to him. I mean, imagine any guy who hears about he's going to get married and his wife is pregnant would be like, whoa, wow, what's going on? He's going to break that off. He's not feeling good about it. But when we read in Matthew 1, verse 20, it says, After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So was God put Jesus in her womb. Supernatural. If Mary was pregnant with any other child, Joseph would most likely have broken the engagement. But this wasn't any other child. This was Jesus. He was conceived in her from the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus, even before he was born, brought peace before between Joseph and Mary and kept their marriage from falling apart. We go through many challenges in this life, do we not? And one of the most difficult is when our relationships are in turmoil. That's when we need to ask Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to come and bring us peace in our relationships. To intervene, to reconcile, and to restore. And we will have issues in our relationship. If you're married, you will have a lot of arguments and issues. But you got to come to the center, which is Jesus, and he will bring reconciliation. Whether it's parents and their kids being disobedient or parents treating, saying things or acting in a way that isn't biblical, there needs to be reconciliation, but it's only through Jesus that that relationship can be restored. Let's read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Jesus came to break down the barriers, to bridge the gaps, to bring people together and to restore peace to our damaged relationships. As believers in Christ, we are called to follow in his footsteps. So if you have any issues with anybody, whether it's in the church or anywhere, you're to follow and try to bring reconciliation to that relationship. We are to be peacemakers, not argumentative and just wanting to fight. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Jesus brings peace with others. So whatever issues you may have in your relationships, you don't have to wait just for the Lord's Supper to be able to restore it. Do it today. Do it now. That you may be in peace and harmony with one another. As that is what Christ would call us to do. And the final point is that Jesus brings peace on earth. 
The angels who announced Jesus' birth to the shepherd that first Christmas Eve also proclaimed the peace that Jesus would bring to our planet, to the earth. We read in Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, what we read earlier. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to man on whom his favor rests. This is a piece that was prophesied back in the Old Testament book of Isaiah. We read this wonderful prophecy of Jesus back in Isaiah chapter 2 verse 4. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. And they will beat their swords into plowshares and, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take upon the sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Imagine the earth, the place where there is no more war, where there is no more need to fight for land or for possessions or for resources. A place of peace. And we can't even imagine it because we've already had two world wars and we have all kinds of stuff happening around the world. Even to this day today, there's wars happening everywhere. Some people might ask, how do we know Isaiah was talking about Jesus bringing peace and not just God in general? Well... You flip forward a few chapters to Isaiah chapter 9 and we find these words about who will ultimately bring peace on earth. So in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and 7 it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Can we imagine that? Can we think about that? The future, how it will be. Jesus will be ruling. He will be the, the one in, in, in charge and there will be no wars anymore. This is a clear prophecy about Jesus who was born as a child who will be called the Prince of Peace and who will one day rule in peace over all the earth. But it gets even better than that because this peace on earth will not only bring an end to war among the nations, but it will extend to the nature and the animal kingdom. We read in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 6, verse six and 9, which is, when I read this, I'm like, wow, like, I mean, I can't even imagine that. Like, I was watching National Geographic and these animals are just eating upon each other. That's pretty crazy to see, like, how it's going on in and, they, and they, you know, they're, they're, they need to feed themselves, they need to eat. And so they're just devouring one another. But look, look at what Isaiah chapter 11, verse 6 and 9 says. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will be lie down together and the lion will eat stray, straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra, and the young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. Imagine the young child putting his hand on a viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on any and on all of my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Can you imagine that? Where these animals will be all around, and you will not be fearful that you let your child go amongst them, and they won't be killed. But they will be able to play with them. I mean, we can't really imagine. Because if we go to Africa and we see a lion, we're going to run, right? We're not going to go towards it. We're going to run. 
But in heaven, in that new earth, in new heavens, it won't be like that. It's going to be just amazing. Jesus is truly the Prince of Peace. But it gets even better than that. Can it get even better than that? Because the Bible tells us that Jesus will not only bring peace on earth, but will bring peace to the whole universe and that he will reconcile all things to himself in heaven and on earth. We read in Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 through 20. Colossians 1, verses 19 through 20. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And it goes back to that important first point that we need to be reconciled to God because of the shedding of his blood on the cross. So as we conclude, we read this verse in Colossians that brings us right back to where we got started. The reason Jesus brings peace with God, peace with self, peace with others, and peace on earth all goes back to the cross. It all goes back to the gospel, to the good news, to the cross. Without, the, without Jesus shedding his blood on the cross, there would be no peace at all. We would be, the wrath of God abides upon those who are not right with God and have not repented of their sins and put their faith and trust in Jesus. So there would be no peace. You'd be in, in, in fighting, you'd be against God. And who can win against God? No one. So the question is, without the shedding of the blood, there would be no peace. And without Jesus being born as a baby at Christmas, there would be no cross. It all starts with Jesus being born as a baby in the manger. And him growing up to be a man and living a perfect life that we did not live. And then being obedient at all times to the Father as we were not obedient to him. Do you have peace with God this morning? How is the peace in our hearts right now? If you're listening, do you have peace with God this morning? Jesus died on the cross to pay for the penalty of, uh, for your sins so that you could be forgiven and restored to right relationship with God. If your faith is in Christ, then you have peace with God. But if your faith is not in Christ, you have no peace with God. The question again I ask, do you have peace with yourself this morning? Do you have peace with yourself this morning? If your faith is in Christ, then Jesus has not abandoned you, but has come to live in you by his Holy Spirit. As Christians, we have the Holy Spirit that indwells us. And he offers you his peace. Peace I leave you. John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Another question. Do you have peace with others this morning? Do you have peace with others? <clears throat> if your faith is in Christ, then he has given you all the resources you need to do your part in living in peaceful relationships with those around you. If they've offended you, if they've done you harm, if they've done sinned against you, you're called to forgive them because God has forgiven you, has he not? And he's forgiven you of all your sins, your past, your present, and your future sins. Who are you to withhold forgiveness from that person who has offended you, who has sinned against you? 
Let's reconcile. Let's live in peace with one another. And after you have done your part, you may ask Jesus in prayer to work in the other person's heart that you may live in peace. Pray for them. If there's someone who's offending you constantly and doing you wrong, pray for them that God would change their heart, that they would do right. And lastly, do we have peace on earth this morning? Do we have peace on earth this morning? Oh, how I wish we did. How, we would, how wonderful it would be if that was the case today, right? We do not have peace on earth yet, but we have the promise of peace on earth to come. And God has not yet broken a promise. God has fulfilled all his Old Testament promises of Jesus coming, and he will fulfill his promise of Jesus coming his second time. And this time for to finally set everything right. The angels proclaimed to the shepherds that first Christmas Eve, peace on earth, good will towards men. From Luke chapter 2 verse 14. Those words of promise still ring in the air this Christmas season. As we worship and adore our Lord Jesus, our Savior, the Son of God, the Prince of Peace. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for Jesus who did come as a baby and was born on this major. You conceived him, Lord. He is your son who was perfect, Lord, who grew up and obediently went to the cross to shed his blood for the remission of our sins, Lord. We give you thanks because we have peace with you through Jesus Christ. And I pray that this morning, Lord, we would ultimately, Lord, if we haven't put our faith and trust in you, we would, Lord, for those who are listening and watching, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would um, help restore relationships that are have um, conflict, Lord, that you would bring peace to relationships, Lord, and that we would, Lord, continue, Lord, to long to look forward to that day where this world will be restored and we will be in your presence, the Prince of Peace, and we will be able to worship you and praise you, Lord, and know that Everything is made right, Lord, and in, in, in the new heavens and earth, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we would have that in our hearts and our minds, that we would long for that, Lord, and that you would um, help us, Lord, in the midst of this Christmas, Lord, to keep our mind and focus on Jesus Christ, which is the main reason for the season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.